Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have Pastor Herschel Hafford from Millinocket, Maine. Herschel is the founder of Eye Care Ministries and Katahdin Christian Academy. Welcome, Herschel. Well, thank you, Angel. It's good to be on your program tonight. Well, I want to ask you, you're a man that hears the voice of God, and you stepped out to found first eye care ministries tell me how you how you sense the lord leading you to do that and what steps did you take well i started uh, i was traveling around northern new england and i noticed that in a lot of churches that the churches were kind of close to their own group uh, in a lot of ways uh, there would be ministries inside the church for the people in the church but I also noticed that on the outside of the four walls of most churches, there were people who needed a pastor, they needed ministry, they needed help. And I wanted to start an outreach ministry center that would be more um, centered on or with a goal of reaching out into the community to the people that weren't sitting in the pews every Sunday. The, um, the vision or the, the mission of I Care Ministries was to have this outreach center where people could identify a social need or some type of a need in the community, then address that uh, need from a biblical basis with the center of the go- with the gospel of Jesus Christ being the center of all that we do. So God blessed us in 1997. After about a year and a half of thinking about this and praying about it, in 1997, September, the first weekend of September, we launched I Care Ministries. Uh, the reason we call it I Care Ministries, Angel, instead of We Care, is because not everyone cares. But I noticed that every every once in a while, someone would come up with a great idea, and I would say, "Now, do you care enough that you want to get involved?" And when someone said, yes, I do, I care, and I care enough to do something, then I would support them in whatever it was that they felt God laid on their heart to do. So for 20 years now, we have been reaching into our communities in some unique ways and some uh, ways that others do, and uh, sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ as we do that. Amen. And God has been faithful to uh, bring forth the finances to keep that ministry uh, going is that correct? Well, not just the finances. Uh, Jesus prayed that the Lord of the harvest would send forth laborers. He told us to pray that the Lord of the harvest would send forth laborers into the harvest field. And yeah, it's been a, a financial challenge every year, every step of the way, but God has blessed us in many, many ways. And he's also blessed us with individuals from time to time. Some have come and gone on to do other things, and some have come and stayed. And over the last 20 years, God has blessed us with laborers, workers, people who want to do something and they want to make a difference in their world. And uh, we've been able to do that, and not only in our own communities, in the Millinocket, East Millinocket, Medway, Greater Katahdin area, but we have reached into other parts of the world by supporting missionaries all around the world. Uh, We've helped build churches in the Democratic Republic of Congo. We've helped to, uh, uh, in 1999, I believe it was, we went to Ethiopia with a group to work at a uh, developing a, a Bible college there and many other places in Cuba. 
uh, other and, and, and some in other African countries. So God has blessed us locally, and he's let us help us to bless other people internationally. Amen. Well, tell me about Katahdin Christian Academy. Now, how did that uh, how did that come to be founded, Herschel? Again, did God speak to you and lay that on your heart? Was it a dream, a vision? How did that happen? Well, Angel, I'm uh, now 61 years old, and I had no desire for what I, I, I didn't, didn't have a desire. I never felt any calling or any great uh, desire to start a a Christian school until the late spring, early summer of uh, 2013. I felt the Lord spoke into my heart to start a Christian school called Katahdin Christian Academy. And I felt uh, the Lord wanted it started in the town of East Millinocket. And, and it would be strategically located so that people from Medway and East Millinocket and Millinocket, and now we have some people coming from Island Falls, and, and uh, we've had some uh, from Sherman and Stacyville and Woodville, and it, it covers a pretty large area down in Lincoln and Mattawamkeag. So uh, the um, the Lord has blessed us. The, the town of East Millinocket had a school building that they had closed in 2000, I believe it was 2011, and they maintained it for two years. And they didn't want to maintain it any longer, and they didn't want to deal with the expenses of it. So they wanted to uh, sell it to someone, and they sold it to us for $1. So August uh, 6th, 2013, we bought that property. They had already sold it to someone else, but uh, I kept praying over that and asking God to bless us with that, and he did. So now we, we have that uh, school building. It was all up to code and ready to go, and, and uh, it didn't cost us much to get it, but it's cost us a lot to keep it. So we're now in our fifth year of operation at uh, Katahdin Christian Academy. Mm. Praise God for that. You know, um, it's just so important to teach children the ways of the Lord. And what what great way is to have them attend a Christian school. Um, Herschel, I want to ask you, I uh, going back to eye care ministries, I do uh, share the same kind of evangelistic heart about outreach. Um, I see a lot of broken people every day in the uh, work line of work I've done over the last 27 years. I've met a lot of people that need hope, that are losing hope. Um, some don't even know where their next loaf of bread is going to come from. And sometimes we've missed it inside the church. But I like how you you spoke about having the the heart to care broken people need to know that the church cares about them talk to me about that well one of the the most uh, effective programs that we have is uh, to reach people in our community is our food pantry we've had hundreds of families that have come through our doors and quite often when people come in to sit down and and talk with me discuss what our food pantry does or how they can have access to our food we know we don't only talk about their uh, food need but we talk about other needs that they may have in their lives so i have an opportunity to share with them and share with them the hope of the gospel we give everyone that comes in a, a copy of the uh, 
daily bread devotional and it has lots of spiritual uplifting scriptures and and inspirational stories in it uh, I've, I've prayed with dozens if not more than that people in our food pantry in my office that came there on a tuesday or a thursday or some other day of the week some of them have become part of our church and a lot of them haven't but they've come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior because they came to our food pantry Um, I've taken some heat from some organizations that once helped us defeat people because they didn't think that I should be sharing the gospel with people and I tell them that they can take their resources and go somewhere else and I'll continue to do what God wants and God will provide the resources we need because his heart is for the lost, and that's what our heart is too, is to bring people not only to a place where they can get some food for their body, but they can also give some food for their heart and their soul. When someone comes in and they're crying because they're going through a divorce, or they're crying because someone that they love is going through a physical problem, there maybe someone just found out that they have cancer, or uh, someone just had a heart attack, well, they need more than just some food. Often people are going through situations where they only need help one time. They've never been in this situation before. But there's always a time in our lives when we need God. And it gives me an opportunity to let them know that God loves them, God cares about them, and he's got a better plan for them than where they are right now. He wants to bless them and not to harm them, to give them a hope and to give them a future. So as I shared that with a lot of people, a lot of people have come to know Christ as their Savior. They've asked God to forgive them of their sin. And uh, they've uh, just walked out in a different relationship than they had when they walked in. Well, but pra- they get food. Praise God. That's what, what the gospel is all about. We know here in Maine that we have some, some issues. And I believe, Herschel, that the Lord has started. I believe that we are... Maine is going to lead this nation. I believe, um, you know, the Bible says that if we pray and we believe, we would receive. And we've been praying in Maine for quite some time now, for several years. You've been, you said, 20 years at um, Eye Care Ministries. We know that in um, from the statistics here in Maine, just in 2015, we had 14,000 sexual assaults. We've had 373 reported rapes. These are um, just reports of what's going on in our state. We've had um, 1,876 abortions. That's not counting um, the ones that go across the border to Fredericton. We've had... Uh, we're number two per capita in our state for heroin addicted babies. Um, we have, like you had mentioned, um, divorce. We are, uh, let's see, we are number six, I think, uh, if in in the state of Maine for divorce. Um, we have. We got some issues going on, but we know that Jesus is the answer. And I like that. That's why your organization and why the church, um, we give them more than just, we, we meet more than just a need. We give them the hope and the word of God that will change their life forever. Can you expound upon that? Well, uh, and that's another thing that I'm enjoying with being part of Katahdin Christian Academy because we're being able to impact the lives of children. 
Uh, some of the children are coming from broken homes. Most of the kids in our school are not church families. They're people that their mom and dad or grandparents aren't even going to church. And they come in, and, and they're, they're broken in their own right in, in that they have uh, prayer requests every morning to pray for the moms, their dads, their families, the things that are going on with them. And the kids are learning that God is the answer. They're learning that Jesus Christ is the, is the hope. Uh, Christ died on the cross. He came uh, not to. He came to seek and to save those that were lost. He said the 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 it isn't the uh, the well, but it's the sick that need the physician. And when it comes to brokenness in people's lives, whatever's caused it, the only real healer of the broken heart is the Maker of the heart, Jesus Christ. Amen. I believe that. I, I got that wrong, uh, Herschel. That was Maine is number two um, for divorce. Uh, so, you know what? We do know that uh, we do have lots of hurting people, and hurting people hurt people. So it's just a cycle. But we know that according to Isaiah 61, that Jesus wants to rebuild lives, that he takes lives that, that have been destroyed. And he rebuilds them, and he makes something beautiful out of them. And he uses broken people and, and rebuilds them and uses them to touch the nation and touch the nations. Talk to me a little bit more about that. About uh, reaching the people in our, in our world. And our mm-hmm. world is as big as the world is. For God so loved the world. It wasn't just our hometown, but he so loved the entire world. And whenever you start reaching out into your own community, and it expands into other parts of the world, and and uh, you know we we spent some time um, and we gave some resources to help build churches in the city of uh, Goma and the Democratic Republic of Congo. Everything was destroyed by a, a lava flow from a, a volcano that erupted. Well, those people needed hope and they needed help. A lot of people that uh, I had an opportunity to preach to some pastors that came from uh, the country of Rwanda. We were there on the 10th anniversary of the genocide. A lot of broken people. And and the Lord uses his word to go forth and heal people in their brokenness. Uh, one of my favorite verses is uh, concerning people that are brokenhearted as God is near to those of a broken heart and a crushed spirit. Sometimes people wonder, well, where is God? He seems like he's far away, and why is all of these are these things happening to me? But when it comes right down to it, the greatest place for people to cry out to is to God when they're broken. I had a lady on Facebook the other day. I just met her about a year ago, and we were conversing on Facebook that she uh, said she was going through a a broken part of her life and she wasn't sure if God was hearing her. She was praying but she didn't think God was listening. But I really believe that God listens to any broken heart. Today in our food pantry a young girl that's had a lot of problems with drug addictions. Her and another young man came in and I said to her, I said, I've been praying for you. And then I reminded her of the song that Carrie Underwood sang, Jesus, take the wheel. I said, you've heard that song. She said, yes. I said, if you'll just cry out to Jesus, tell him, take the wheel of my life, you'll find that he will set you free from a lot of things. She was quite proud of herself, that, uh, and I encouraged her because she had been five months clean and sober, and I just said, but, you know, Christ will really give you the freedom that you're looking for. 
So that's why we're there. That's why we work in Millinocket and East Millinocket and these surrounding communities. And not only here, but we have the opportunity to help other people that are somewhere else in the world working. Herschel, I know that you have seen the miraculous. I know that you have experienced the miraculous. I know that God has used you to miraculously meet needs of other people. Can you give our listeners today some examples of how God has done that through your ministry? Well, if someone wanted to come and and, and just kind of follow along and watch what happens there, uh, almost every day there's a new miracle. Uh, a few years ago when we first started our school, right after Christmas, I was on my way back from Allagash. I had to go up there to, to take care of some things. And on my way home back to Mullinocket, I was praying and asking God for a financial miracle. When I got back to my office, I had a, uh, a text message from a young girl. Her, her uh, a little uh, boy was in our class, in our school. And she said, my parents uh, said they wanted to bless your school. We have, I have a check for you. And I said, well, I'll, I'll be in my office. And she came over to my office that Saturday evening and handed me a check for $20,000. Uh, that hasn't happened very often, but it was ha- it happened that time. But there's other times it's a $15 here or $50 there or $100. And, and most of the kids that come to our school, they, they can't afford to be there. We have one family. The cost of educating a child in a Christian school in Maine is somewhere between five and seven thousand dollars. We have one family with four children. There's no way that that family could spend twenty thousand dollars educating their kids. But we don't let the financial end on the family's side keep their kids from coming to our school. We invite the kids in, and we trust and believe God for resources. And it's a challenge, but God has been with us. He's been good to us. He's uh, provided for us in so many wonderful ways, and he continues to do that. I've watched that for 20 years at Eye Care Ministries. It's, it's a faith journey of trusting and believing God for things that we need, whether it's individuals to work. Every once in a while, someone uh, walks away and someone else walks into their place. Or resources dry up in one place and God creates a brook in another place. So he's uh, been doing some great things, and I expect that in the future he'll do more. Our theme verse, since the day we started on the first service that I had in Melanocket in September of 1997, I used the verse in Ephesians that says, Now unto him who was able to do exceeding abundantly more than we could ever ask or think or imagine. And there's no way that I could have imagined, planned, or uh, set goals for the things that I've seen God do. And and that all started in 1997, and he's abundantly blessed us over and over and over. That doesn't mean that we have an abundance of resources, but God does. And I've watched him in our school over and over. We needed a teacher uh, when we started, we needed a teacher to start on a Tuesday in September of 2013. On Friday, the teacher showed up. On, on uh, Tuesday, September, I think it was 4th or 5th, right after Labor Day this year, 2017, uh, uh, we needed a teacher. And 
Monday, we didn't know who the teacher was going to be. On, on Monday evening, a young woman said, I've been praying for three days, crying and fasting and praying and haven't been able to sleep. And I believe God wants me to work full time with kids and I want to come teach your class. So Tuesday morning, she shows up. Now, that's a wonderful miracle. Whenever you know the school starts tomorrow and you don't have a teacher, and then the teacher shows up. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, faith. Well, that's God. Yep. God knew who we needed. He knew where she was. And there she is. And she's doing a great job teaching our second and third graders. We're expecting some other people to join our staff again next year. We're not planning on closing. We're planning on moving forward. I believe that someday we will be a... Uh, a much bigger, greater ministry to our communities than we have ever been. Those kids are learning about Jesus. We, we started the first year with 16. When we started putting it all together, we only were sure of five, but we started with 16. And this year, right now, we have 40. Wow. So it's a work that God's blessing. Well, you know, our school is growing faster than most small churches do. Mm. And our church is growing. Angel, you should see the new people coming to our church every Sunday, probably for the last two months. Almost every Sunday we have visitors in our congregation. And these aren't visitors that are coming and just visiting once and then leaving. We've got uh, some young couples. We've got some other people. Uh, I visited with one family today that uh, they have a little boy in our school. They've been living in the Millinocket area for 10 years. I'd never met them before, and they brought the little boy. He's in the fourth grade, and I visited with them in their home today, and, and they're planning on being in church again next Sunday. Last Sunday was the first time they were there. We had two teenagers, uh, new teenagers in church last Sunday. Praise so God, God is really blessing us. Praise God, because you're doing, um, you're being obedient to the word. His word says in, in Luke 14 to go out into the highways and to the byways. And, and he said to compel them to come in. And so it's going beyond those four walls, Herschel. It's, it's exactly what the Lord put in your heart 20 years ago. I want to take, mm-hmm. um, before we end the broadcast, I always like to end the broadcast with prayer. I'd like you not only to pray for our listeners, but I'd like to um, ask you to pray for our churches as well, that they would catch the vision and that they would um, that they would take and, and move beyond the four walls, that they would go out and evangelize and, and compel them to come in. So would you pray for those, um, for our listeners and also for that as well? Father, we just thank you tonight that we know what your heart beats for and your heart beats for the lost. You sent your son into this world to seek and to save those who were lost. You sent him to die on a cross to take away our sin. People know that they're sinners and they're looking for help. People know that they're empty and they're looking for something to fill them up. Lord, we have pews that have been filled for a long time, but we have more empty ones than we have full ones. And we have a world around us that is dying and dying inside, if not dying physically, they're dying inside and they're looking for hope and they're looking for help. So, Father, help us to open our eyes and look on the fields, as you said when you talked to the woman at the well. The fields are ripe. They're ready for harvest. There's people out there that are just waiting for someone to tell them about Jesus. 
Sometimes we only want to tell our brothers and sisters in Christ about Jesus and our relationship with him. But help each Christian that's listening today to tell their story, how they came to know you, and what you mean to them, and how you've changed their lives, and how you've blessed them, and all the great things that you've done for them. Help them to share that with someone that is lost, so the person that is lost will find what they're looking for, what we found when, when you came to our lives. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for giving us your Holy Spirit. And thank you, Father, for giving us the ministry of reconciliation where we can reconcile sinners with you. You brought us to you so that we could bring others as well. So I ask you, Father, to do that in our lives as Christians and in our churches as, as groups of Christians. We'll look outside our walls and see the needs. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Herschel, and thank you, listeners, for joining me today. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.